going, everybody? And welcome to the Beso Profundo podcast. <laughs> Hello, greetings. Hello. How are you, Sam? I'm oh, good. I'm, How are you? I'm good. I'm Jonathan, and you are Sam. <laughs> I am Sam, yeah. <laughs> you still did great. I'll never get this right. I swear to God, I had it down the past, what is it, like, however many episodes, like up until episode 10, mm-hmm. and now I'm just starting to lose it. I'm, I'm, I'm off my game. I'm, I'm so bad. I feel like you got it when you don't think about it. I, I think about it way too hard. Like, if mm-hmm. I just, just keep going, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> we're fine over here. Yeah, we're doing great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but welcome back to the show. So we are doing a little bit of a different thing than normal, aren't we, Sam? Mm-hmm. A little bit yeah. different. A little bit different. So normally the content that you are used to is we talk about artists, albums, big broader subjects, which are mostly about music, like musicals. And a, what is a different one that we did? YouTube music. YouTube music. Yeah, there we go. I'm not losing it. So we do stuff like that. But this episode is related to music, but it is not musical, if that makes sense. So, Sam, what is the episode about? What is our theme today? Today, our theme is weird, fun, interesting, different music facts that you might not know. Or maybe you yeah. do know. We do yeah. music facts. So we're just kind music of talking facts. about... We're talking about music in a way that isn't like production based if that makes sense i don't know yeah it's a thing now but (laughs) because i just made it up but um yeah so we're here to bring to you some facts that we've gathered that we think are cool fun interesting and we're going to talk about it and just sort of have a little bit of a discussion based episode that isn't reliant on critique I I just I just really had to just I I couldn't I don't know if you could hear the cogs in my brain grinding together as I was trying to form that sentence but (laughs) that was a lot of effort but yeah so we have a little list and we'd love to share it with you and Sam if you would like to start us off with one of your choice doesn't have to be the first one could be the last one I don't know you pick Ooh, let's see Oh, someone's on a motorcycle. How dare these people interrupt our show? You know what? I know, right? We should should riot. Yeah. I just imagine us with like big picket signs and like those like signs that fold over your chest. We're just like, just the two of us on a corner (laughs) yelling at nobody in particular. Just reminds me of that episode of SpongeBob where they're like, um, Krusty Krab is unfair. Mr. Mr. Krabs, Krabs is in, is there. in there. And, and yeah. Squidward's like, SpongeBob, we need a picket sign. He comes over with like a picket fence. And he's like, yeah. not a picket fence. <laughs> exactly like that. Exactly. That, that, that would be us just like shouting at people going by outside of your apartment building. Mm-hmm. Beso Profundo's in there. So quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beso Profundo's in there. Shut up. <laughs> okay. So our facts. All right. Our facts. I'm going to start off with one that I thought was really, really interesting. And the website that accompany it, accompanies, oh, Jesus. The website that accompanies it. Yeah, we're at at like the end of a work week. So like literally our brains are just melting. So just like, how do you form sentence? I woke up like 15 minutes before this 
recording. <laughs> I was like legitimately before we started where I was like, hey, I'm in voice chat. I'm really glad you didn't come in because it was just me stomping around this room and like kicking my legs really hard to like jam myself up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm halfway through my coffee, and I'm like, I'm going to need four more of these. It's like 4 p.m. on a Sunday. What's your Bev? My Bev is an iced cinnamon dolce latte with cinnamon cold foam. I was going to go for pumpkin spice with the the pumpkin cream cold foam, but they're at a pumpkin at my store. That's so, whack as hell. Can, can, I, I get a, can I get a little? Can I get a little shake? Can I get a yes. little ASMR? My honey smelted, but oh, that's okay. Ah, oh, it's not as good without now the it ice. Just it's just liquidy. It's just very wet. <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no crackle. I'm nothing without Mm-mm. the crackle. Just wet. Oh, oh now me, I have an ice cube in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> they're there, but they're 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 tiny, but they are mighty. For me, mm-hmm. it's a uh, AW root beer because that's all I drink, and I probably have a kidney stone the size of Kansas. So that's <laughs> oh, that's God. that's my that's my ghost of Christmas future. But that's for, <laughs> that's that's future me's problem. What about um the Arnold Palmers? You love those, or is that like I, a camp only drink? No, 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 no. Arnold Palmer Arizona is not a camp only drink. It is just a drink that I have too much of at camp. I just go absolutely hog wild where I buy two cases of the mini cans and I just carry like half of them around with me and like the sling bag that I bought. Oh yeah, that thing was really sick though. It was fucking, it was awesome just to be able to like have hands free, but I'm like stacked with cans. Like Mm -hmm. my my cans are stacked. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but no, I just for 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 camp when I drink Alnor Palmer, I just feel less bad about destroying my body. So I just drink way too much because it's camp time. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You eat like a monster, and then you don't think about it until later. Right. Exactly. And that's yeah. camping. That's camping. Love camping. Love yeah. it. The best. Okay. Facts. Oh. <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> no, so it's okay. Today. No, I um, love it. Me too. So this one is from a website. It's actually from the University of Central Florida website. And I found this just, you know, looking for interesting music facts. Yes. The title of this website or the title of this page on University of Central Florida's website is Your Brain on Music, a popular class breaks down how our brains respond to music. So it starts off by talking about how some UCF professors or neuroscientists and a violinist, they started teaching one of the most popular courses in the Burnett Honors College called Music and the Brain. And it just talks about how your brain responds to music in a way that is scientific i guess oh science science yes which is what i do in my in my regular time <laughs> i was gonna say pastime but i do this in my pastime <laughs> <laughs> no yeah the, say this is this is the off time the pastime is just in the past what is it what yeah. exactly do you do as a scientist i am a histology technician so i what is that i basically work with tissues of our research Ooh. animals, which we use mice. So I mm. work with the mice and the tissues and I do a lot of cool, fancy stains and slicing and dicing and things like that to oh, look at the tissues and to look at particularly 
um, this one spot of the heart that builds with atherosclerosis. What the fuck? What is atherosclerosis? I'm invested now. <laughs> I'm invested. That sounds. That sounds like you're like a neurosurgeon, and you're coming to. It's like it's like career day, and you've come to my elementary school and are trying to explain what it is that you do. Thank I'm just you. Like, wow. <laughs> atherosclerosis is when you have a buildup of plaque in your arteries. Oh, so it's that's like the bad. precursor. Yeah, it's the precursor to like a stroke or a, like heart, a heart attack. attack? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes it. Rat, mouse, mice get that? Um, well, I mean, they, they viewer eat garbage discretion and is stuff. Advi- viewer discretion is advised. Okay, yeah. Um, Did you trigger, trigger warning? Yeah. Probably like next 30 seconds. Cruelty ish. We give them Athro by feeding them a very high fat diet. No. Yeah, mice don't generally get atherosclerosis, so. Oh, you just you just send them so we're to terrible. like a college rager and give them bad food. Right. We basically yeah. feed them like the mouse food equivalent of like a Big Mac, but then you know we have to like cut them open and stuff. Oh God. I'm laughing okay. because I'm stressed. <laughs> no, it's no, it's okay. But it's just like this is this is science. Yeah, I make up for my sins by being vegetarian and um, crying a lot about the mouse, the mice and stuff. Oh, that's well, not really making up my for my sins. I'm still a terrible. No, it's fine. It's it's, it's but it's no. But you're a vegetarian, so that's okay. That that you you are a hundred percent cleansed now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, so um, but yeah. based based on science, this study studied the human brain. Yes. So the one fact that I found super interesting is that music reduces stress, pain, and symptoms of depression, as well as improves cognitive and motor skills, spatial temporal learning, and neurogenesis, which is the brain's ability to produce neurons. So it just makes your brain work better. Yes. It makes your brain feel better. That's really cool. Okay, yeah, I am yeah. I am the translator. You were like, yes, the producing neurons, neurogenesis, and I'm like, music make brain good, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, okay. That's really cool. Yeah, isn't it? And then also on the website, there's some other like small facts that I didn't put on the list that I thought were fun. Yes. So it reduces seizures. Um, wow. It ha- makes you stronger. So like when you listen to music, when you're exercising, boosts your immune system makes you smarter and helps people like Parkinson's patients or patients We were talking with about that before. Yes, we were. We were talking about that, how it evokes memories, which is super cool. Yeah, it just like gets the juices flowing in your brain. Also, the fact that like I okay, personally I cannot work out or like do any sort of like physical activity without music because a who wants to just hear themselves breathe and have an aneurysm while you're like out on the track or whatever because if, <laughs> right. if, if i'm huffing and puffing like a monster like i don't want to hear that either so mm-hmm. i put on music and it's like if you're working out like what are some things that like you listen to like if you're working out because i know that for me personally it's a lot of like super motivational metal and stuff like that like a lot of like power chords and like tenacious d sort of like epic level stuff you know what i mean that really gets like that really gets gets uh gets me the ability to just pump pump it up yeah i like to listen to my bad bitch playlist which is a lot of like oh shit 
a lot of like women artists who sing about being a bad bitch. So like Ariana Grande, Megan Thee Stallion, Christina Aguilera. We got some Lizzo. I totally feel Cardi that. <laughs> I, to- I totally feel that. I too have a bad bitch playlist that I share with my friends. Yeah, it has one of my favorite artists that I like to listen to is Ashniko. I really like her. Uh, mm. Megan Thee Stallion. You would never be able mm-hmm. to tell by looking at me. Never ever. But like I do. I think they're really great. Like I'm trying to find Hell yeah. I'm trying to find my playlist right now of just what is it called? I have one that I found. It's yeah, it's literally called it's literally called Bad Bitch Energy that I share with like a couple of my friends from my old job. And yeah, like Nicki Minaj uh cardi b mm-hmm. i don't know who she is but i think she's cool uh i think her name's chloe or with the has like oh, two two, two yes. little dots over the eyes um chloe bailey yeah, she who, she's a oh she's so good her and her sister hallie i absolutely love their music she's the little mermaid yes yes her sister's the little mermaid mm-hmm. oh okay that makes sense yeah that's funny my playlist is also called bad bitch energy Oh my god, that's just that's just the vibe. Like it's the only way to recognize it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not very much, but I still do. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't help it. Ashniko is one of my faves. But yeah, so like just listen to this music and just get energized, puts electricity in your blood. And mm-hmm. also, like certain people I know have different reactions to different types of music. Like when you think of like heavy metal, like deathcore, super like like grindy music to one person they'll be like oh my god this is so harsh to my ears turn this off but to another person they'll get the same amount of like serotonin you know into their brain as if someone was listening to the Bee Gees or like walking on sunshine or something because to Mm -hmm. them it's enjoyable and it gives them just as much serotonin even though it is the type of music that it is like it is even if it is harsh it just does it for them. And I think that's so cool is that like, mm. that just, it's not uniform because people are so different and they're so varied and how we function and how we interact with the world around us. So I just think that that's wild. Yeah. The fact that everybody's brain interprets music a little bit differently and translates that into happy chemicals is wild. Yes. Yes. Which this is, I mean, that was kind of like a fact, but not really. But my next fact is another thing that has to do with chemicals and it mm. is this one up top. So did you know that music helps plants grow faster? I think that is pretty interesting. Oh, I love that. So they say that, you know, when you talk to your plants or if you sing to your plants, that will help them grow because you're expelling the carbon dioxide from your that your blood has stripped the oxygen from out of your mouth. So it's like, okay, little sciencey thing is that, cause I like science. It's that when you breathe in, you're taking the oxygen in and that goes into your blood, your blood cells, sort of like they look like little inner tubes. They carry that into the various parts of your body that needs oxygen in order to function. Hemoglobin. Hemoglobin, yes. <laughs> and so once that's done, the sort of like product waste is carbon dioxide and that is expelled through you breathing so intake oxygen outtake carbon dioxide and by you holding your breath that's not necessarily 
you keeping the carbon dioxide well it's kind of keeping the carbon dioxide in your body it's you're depriving your body of oxygen so it's like you know do 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 the levels are going down and the various parts of your body like your brain your muscles your lungs your heart are starting to like freak out because that's the gas and then also the carbon the carbon dioxide builds up in your body so that's like people who have to wear CPAP machines to help them breathe or they have sleep apnea they hold the carbon dioxide in their body and their levels get super duper high and that actually mm. affects and damages your brain because it's like lack of oxygen and you know it's, it's sort of like picture your brain like getting dehydrated or what happens to a car when you don't have any gas in it it seizes up and it's it's it stops functioning properly so if you're deprived of oxygen it really like hurts your brain right so side tangent i think that's really cool but when you uh put music on it helps plants grow faster according to a study by scientists from south korea plants grow at a faster pace when they are played classical music Ooh, classical music Mm. like like bach mozart and rembrandt i'm i'm grasping at straws here using 14 different pieces of music the scientists played music to a rice field and studied the results findings were that the music helped the crops grow and even suggested evidence that plants could hear quote unquote Hmm. so i think that's really interesting like the in that it is I guess I don't know. I, I would assume it's 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 peer reviewed, but the fact that you have substantial results for it—that's so cool. Yeah, and then you had a you had your little note there that I thought was really fucking hilarious. Yes, I'm just looking for it now because I can't remember exactly which episode it was. But this reminds me of there was an episode of Jimmy Neutron that I was obsessed with as a kid. Where love Jimmy Neutron. Oh, I love that show too. Where Libby had, she did a science project where she played music for two different plants. And I think one of them she played like jazz and then the other one she played like R&B or something like that. Yeah. And like one of them died and the other one lived. And I think and it was like, like the, yeah, the R&B one like thrived and the one that was listening to jazz music like died or whatever. But that's oh, God. super interesting. Yeah. Like how do they, like, I can't even imagine like, going out to a rice field. Yeah, and being like, wow, music. that one's really big. They 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 super love Beethoven, these plants, this rice. It's, yeah, it's like interesting. Like, how do you even quantify that? I don't know. Uh, we, are, we are just, okay, I was going to say, we're not those kinds of scientists. You're a scientist. I'm not. But like, we are just not in that field. Yeah. I think that's so excellent. Also, the things that I said earlier about uh, oxygen and how your brain works, don't quote me. I am, that is my approximate knowledge. I'm pretty sure that's correct, but I am oftentimes wrong. So check it out. That felt right. It definitely felt right. Also, uh, creator to check out when it comes to fun, sciencey things, Hank Green. Hank Green is my number one. He's my favorite. I love him. He was just recently on uh, Dimension 20. So, and he played, it was sort of like a, uh, like an old school crime noir campaign. So check out Hank Green. He's really, really cool. He has uh, cancer now, doesn't he? He does. He does. Um, yeah, he's, his head's all shaved now, but he's growing a pretty, a pretty scruffy beard. So that's pretty. That's, that's cool. I know. I'm really glad he's doing well. I, I really, really like him. 
Me too. I'd love to chat with him about sciencey things someday. That's something that I would be really, really interested in. And because there's also a song of his that I like, and I can't remember who exactly he did it with. I'm looking it up like right now, but he did a song uh, called like the Hobbit drinking uh, medley with. Mm. Peter Hollins. It's so fun. I have a playlist of stuff that it's really nothing, but it's just stuff that I like to sing to. That's on it. Hank Green's fun. I like his brother, John Green. He wrote The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I typically... that that had on me oh, my... at age 14. <laughs> I did not think that I was going to like it in when I think it was, what was it? It was either middle school or high school that it got assigned to us but i was like you know because it's it's i only read fantasy i'm like there's no fucking elves in this book what and then i read it i'm like oh this is really deep and sad i like this Mm-hmm. but yeah check good. out check out hank green he is awesome really cool human and he does really good science yeah i have another uh science fact science just, let's keep just, it going just going for it with the science so this fact is really cool because I know quite a few people who this applies to, yes. which makes it feel like maybe the numbers are would change since I know several people who have this. Anyways, that was a tangent, but one in 10,000 people or 0.01% of people are thought to have perfect pitch. So That's a lot of people. I know. So perfect pitch, if you're not familiar with it, uh, from the Oxford Dictionary, is the ability to recognize the pitch of a note or produce any given note in a sense of absolute pitch. So you can basically be like, ah, sing me a C sharp. And the person with perfect pitch would be like... Or whatever. Can, can I can I just say something really quickly? Is that that was kind of a game that we used to do with with your brother that I got into. It was one that predated me before I got into the group, but like we would be hanging out, and I think it would be like Billy or whatever, and we'd all be like, Derek, what's this sound? Ah, uh, and then he would be like, ah, uh, like you'd see him like tune into it, and he'd be like, oh yeah, that's B sharp. Yeah, and and be like, yeah. how the fuck did you do that? I don't. Yeah, that, that, he's that crazy. That, it's really insane. But like, maybe the fact that you encounter more people with perfect pitch is because you're musical, and you, more people in your circle have musical talents. You know what I mean? So it's like that's true. Yeah, you just encounter these people more often because you do music. Yeah. Possibly. So I thought this this fact was interesting. But I also read that um, some people think perfect pitch may actually be considerably more common. There was a recent review that suggested that 4% of music students have the ability and people with perfect pitch can be found in the general population if you know how to look for them. And that's according to Nussbaum. Nussbaum, Nussbaum. who's a leading Nussbaum, a leading expert on the science of auditory learning. So they did research at the University of Chicago, and they also suggested that perfect pitch may not be an inherent immutable skill because some people can learn to identify notes with training, while those who have perfect pitch can be quote tricked with retuning. Hmm. Still, there is variability in people's ability to identify notes by ear, both with and without training. That could be due to environmental, genetic, or neurological differences, such as auditory working memory and the frequency following response and i found this from university of chicago's website oh that's interesting 
So yes. people can just be born with this ability and have, it's sort of like the difference between skill and talent. Like you can certainly work up to that and have the ability to identify notes and stuff like that. But then some people will just take to it much quicker. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure my brother and a few other people in my family, I'm pretty, I'm like positive that it's a genetic thing Mm -hmm. because even I remember as kids, you know, my brother and I would, would walk around the house singing songs. Mm -hmm. And if somebody was singing along in a different key or somebody played a song that was like pitched up or down, we'd be like, that's not right. And the people would be like, what do you mean? And we're like, that doesn't sound right. It's not correct. And then they'd play it in the original key and we're like, that's right. (laughs) So I think it's, I think for us, it was a, it's a generic not generic, genetic, wrong word. It's a genetic thing. Mm-hmm. But I think there is a way that you can like, have the ability to learn how to have either absolute pitch or relative pitch, which is similar but not exactly perfect pitch. Right. So. Wow. Yeah, but that's super interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. And coming from a credible source such as you know the University of Chicago, like you know that that is that has been looked at and looked into. So I think that's real cool. But what does it mean with retuning? Like where it says that people who have perfect pitch can be tricked with retuning? That I'm not sure. Let's see what retuning is. Yeah. Because it just reminds me of kind of like retuning where I know some people like tune guitars or bass so that they can play different songs in certain ways. Or they'll have like that bar that goes over the frets to like make it sound completely different. So I don't know. That's just what I think of. Yeah. It says uh, to tune something again or in a different way, especially to readjust something in musical pitch. For example, a guitar string that constantly needs to be retuned. Okay, so I guess it's just when you tune it again. Oh. But I don't understand how that applies to people. Well, I am not sure either. Again, the, the, our, our fans and our public, we are not scientists. We are just going with what we are presented. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. But that is really cool. I like. Yeah. I know. I know about perfect pitch, but like, it's cool to get something substantial about it. That's like, hey, yeah, this is how it works. Because you know, oh, hey, I have perfect pitch. Oh, okay, that's really cool. But how does it work? We're breaking right. it down. Yeah. I like that. I like that. But speaking of um, like to relearning and like learning how to tune into music, different types of, I want to say different types of like sounds. So Sam, mm-hmm. you like the Beatles. We know that. Love the Beatles. Love the Beatles. Did you know that none of the Beatles could read or write music? I did not know that. Like at all. Apparently, so Paul McCartney admitted that neither he nor any of his Beatle bandmates were able to read or write music during a 2018 interview. Uh, Paul McCartney said that the music just came to him and his bandmates, John Lennon, Ringo, Starr, George Harrison, and it was never written down. What? Yeah, yeah. So, like, the way that they played and learned their songs is that they knew how to play so they were just like by by memory and by sound but when it came to like sheet music or writing it just did not happen 
Interesting. You know who else can't read music is uh, Jacob Collier. Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? He can't like at all. No, like I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't know how to read music. And he is he's he's super popular. Like you mm-hmm. showed me you showed me the video. I don't know if we addressed it in our YouTube music episode, which is our first episode. Pretty good, go check it out. Mm-hmm. Is that didn't because you showed it to me after the fact, is that didn't he do like this giant concert where he was like harmonizing with everybody? That yeah, was he's crazy genius. Yeah, and, really insane. Yeah. But he doesn't know how to read music. Wow. But that's interesting that none of the Beatles knew how to. They just remembered all their shit. That's crazy. Yeah, that's. I. I think that's really cool. So it's. It's not. It's not everything. As long as you have the music in your heart. Yes. It's like. It's like Yu-Gi-Oh. It's like the heart of the cards. It's like as long as you have the music in your heart, you'll be fine. Aww. I don't know if you've ever watched Yu-Gi-Oh, but I liked it. I played the game, and I was terrible at it. I used to as a kid because Derek always wanted me to play the card game with him, but we never really figured out how to do it. I knew how to do it, but the rules have changed so much in like in in recent years, probably like in the last five, ten to ten years. Like it's like so there's so many rules. You can have like an alternate deck and like all the cards are different. Like after season two and like getting into the one where it was like they're on motorcycles, Mm. I I tapped out. And I remember working when I was a security guard at the mall the the dude that was at the customer service desk like right in the middle of the mall like i talked to him and i'd be like hey what's up dude and we got to talking and then we talked about Yu-Gi-Oh. and then he was like oh do you play and i was like yeah man i have like my old deck i brought it and we dueled got absolutely spanked like i was i was ruined so quickly because he's like if i draw this card this card this activates i can take from my alternate deck and i'm like what the fuck you can have that and he's like yeah that's how it works now and then i I just got destroyed oh no i got two I turns i ever learned i don't think i ever learned how to play it correctly yeah even if oh. i did i there's no hope for me i don't remember it yeah i i preferred uh Yu-Gi-Oh over pokemon or magic because mm. I'm, I'm pretty sure pokemon operated similarly to magic just like more dumbed down because you had to have the energy certain moves of pokemon cost a different type of energy i can see your eyes glazing over i'm sorry no 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 <laughs> i'm sorry no it's i i'm I'm very invested in this because I also never learned how to play Pokemon. Yeah, no, I just I have the cards and I collect the cards still. But yeah, I just that is one that I never actually played. I just like having them. There's a creator on YouTube that I super admire. I don't know if you've ever checked him out. And anyone who else has, um, Moist Critical. Also, uh, he his uh, his actual thing is Penguin Z Zero, Charlie. So on on YouTube, he's super awesome. He posts daily, one of the biggest creators on YouTube. Uh, But he collects like Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon cards. And then he did a room tour like a couple of months ago that like he showed off his collection, like dead ass in his uh, fucking computer room. He has like a mounted frame with like cards on the wall. And then, you know, those like glass paneled cases that you would go see in like video game stores. Mm -hmm. Like what's that store in Salem? Is it like in the game? Mm, Yes. Oh, no. (laughs) No. The one that's is it Game Zone? The one near Newbury Comics? Yes. Yeah, Game Zone. Like how they have like all the Game Boy games like laid out on that. He has Mm -hmm. that, but with like cards. And I'm just like sitting here 
like it's i'm making that face like when kaiba got like destroyed by uh by the god cards some people will know what i'm talking about but i was just like whoa no way <laughs> it was great i heard recently because i have a coworker who loves magic i guess I think it was Post Malone recently bought a Magic yes. the Gathering card for like two million dollars or something yes. like that. Yes, I'm so glad you t- you brought this up because I think that's I so excellent. Cannot believe that two million dollars for a card. Well, so the thing is, is that you know Magic the Gathering collaborated with Lord of the Rings, and oh okay, yes. So you can have like your Commander cards, which are sort of like the leader and staple of your deck. Because I, I like Magic, but I, I appreciate it from afar. I won't get into it because it is a very expensive card game. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you want, like, to be meta and you want to have, like, a powerful deck, you want to, like, buy the cards that work with it. And that's just, like, a whole thing. So I'm like, I will just appreciate it from afar. But, yeah, uh, Lord of the Rings collaborated with Magic the Gathering, and they made a, a card of the One Ring. So there's two versions. One is sort I'm pretty sure there was two versions. One of them was just, like, one that you can get in, like, any deck or whatever to like make your commanders and your cards work like that's how that version operates but there's a card that is one one which means that there is only one of it in the entire world like there's only one that's ever going to be made and people put bounties out on it they're like we're gonna pay you yeah no it was like a whole thing they put out bounties like we will pay you like this amount of money like if you draw it and like blah 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 but post malone like ended up buying it from the guy who drew it and i watched the tiktok of the dude who actually did his hand was like shaking like a leaf because you have to like put it in the slip you send it away to get graded or you bring it to some place and yeah like post malone super loves magic the gathering i think he's talked about that on a couple of different podcasts and then he has another one of his really expensive cards is it's a signed version of the black lotus card and mm. the black the black lotus card is like a really infamous like banned magic card that you can't play in tournaments anymore or like really anywhere because of like how powerful it is for action economy but that's uh, that's jonathan's nerd corner so fucking magic the gathering post malone like magic so do i go check out moist critical on youtube he's one of the best love you charlie <laughs> pokemon gotta catch them all gotta catch them all hell yeah uh, so the Beatles could not read or write music. I'm try- I, there's no good way. There's no good way to transition from Jonathan's super <laughs> nerd corner back into like our actual content. I probably went on for like five minutes, but we're we're gonna do it. <laughs> no, I love it. I okay. love it. So what is your what is your next fact? My next fact is um, it will be Sam's nerd corner because I am a nerd for music, and I, honest to God, cannot imagine my life without music and listening to music. I know. So this next fact is Americans spend more than four hours a day listening to music. I would agree with that. Yeah. Well, especially like if you're moving around, you're in the car, like if you're active and you go on walks, but like lots of music. Yeah. Oh yeah. I literally, I wake up. The first thing I do when I'm getting ready for work is put my headphones on and listen to music. So you like soundtrack your life? I soundtrack my life. I am the main character. You are. Thank you for asking. Oh, you are. (laughs) 
<laughs> I put my headphones on. I soundtrack my life. I listen to music all throughout the morning, all through my commute. When I'm at work, a lot of the stuff that I do as a scientist is very mundane. I don't have to interact with a lot of people. So I'll put my headphones yeah. back on, listen to more music, maybe a podcast or two. So I listen nice. throughout the day. On my commute home, I listen to it. And then when I get home, if I'm reading or I'm, you know, editing something music all the time so you're like you're pretty much on the higher side of like listening to music you are just main character energy you're like this is my mood this is what i'm feeling i nothing can be silent if if it is quiet i will go crazy yes oh i will go absolutely batshit yeah well okay so when it comes to like silence this isn't a musical thing this is just how my brain works because i'm psychotic is that when i'm going to sleep it cannot be quiet like it cannot be perfectly silent because like my brain like if there are little sounds and like creaking in the house my brain will like hone in on that and be like what is that sound you do want to check that out do you want to investigate that sounds weird mm-hmm. and i'll be like oh so i put on a fan or like an or like the ac to like drown everything out and i'm like Okay, now I can rest. <laughs> no, I do that too. I always have like my fan on or something. It's like white noise. I have to. And I, I, I love white noise. Oh, um, something that I really enjoy listening to is something called brown noise. It's... Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I found it on YouTube. It's, it's literally like a 10-hour version of brown noise it's so soothing it just gives me a big flake of serotonin right on the top of my brain it makes me feel so good Mm. oh that's the best it just makes my brain real quiet but that is not musical that is just sound but uh when it comes to listening to music for me like in the car i put on like my playlist i have like a 10 hour long playlist of just punk songs and like a lot of stuff that i listened to in high school Whenever I'm in the car, there is music playing, no matter what. Yes, I can't. me too. Or, or, or some podcasts, but those yes. are also musical in, as well. So, uh. Yeah. According to my Spotify wrapped, I, in the year of 2022, oh, I, I listened. Yeah, do it. I okay. listened to 50,841 minutes of music, which is more than 92% of other listeners in the United States. <laughs> What where do I where do I find my Spotify wraps? I have a picture of mine that oh, I took no. a screenshot of, but oh, you might no. be able to find it on still on your if you type in like Spotify wrapped. I will do on that on your browser. Spotify wrapped. Where are you? But that's a that's a lot of time. How much did yeah. you say? Fifty thousand eight hundred forty one minutes. Do you know what that equates to? Like four hours? Where the heck is my phone? Oh, I don't know. Oh, no. Calculator. 50,841 divided by 24 hours a day. No, it's not giving me my Spotify wrapped. I even typed it in. No. Whack. That's okay. We'll never know. I'll just be, I'll just have to live my life as an enigma. But that's my appeal. I'm mysterious. That's like 139.2 or 0.3 minutes a day, which is about two and a half hours a day. 
oh wow if you really stretch it out but i doubt that you were doing two, just two and a half hours a day yeah that doesn't make a lot of sense i'm not very good at math so that's okay <laughs> but anyways if you're listening literally no matter when you listen to this episode this could be like years from now just like if you can find a place to comment it or or tell us what the math is we'd love to hear it because Sam Please, listens yes. to a lot of music. Oh, yeah. I do. It'll, it'll be funny. It'll be really funny because, like, years from now, we'll just be like, hey, Sam, in, in 2023, this is how much music you listen to. And you'll be like, what? It's it's 2038. Okay. <laughs> cool. I'll be like, remember in 2023, I finally know how many hours I listen to music. My kids will be like, let's get you to bed, grandma. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 20. Well, if it's 2048, I'll just be there and I'll be like, Sam, we're in our 50s. Why are you talking like that? Like, it's just like, just like <laughs> the, insisting that you're like, in my day. And I'm like, Sam, we're like, back the same in point. my day. Sam, we're the same age. <laughs> Oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my next fact uh, is, I think it's really cool, is that, because I didn't know that this could happen, I didn't know why, but uh, the most expensive musical instrument sold for $15.9 million. And, and you And you have to say that with like a Dr. Evil pinky in the corner of your mouth, like $15.9 million. Me millionth dollar. Me millionth dollar. Uh, in 2011, the Lady Blunt Stradivarius violin sold for 15.9 million, taking the world record. What was so important about the Lady Blunt? I like the name of it. Yeah, just it just Lady Blunt sounds like a real <laughs> sounds like a really cool lady to hang out with. Yeah. Oh God, that's like my okay. As we say, that's like my mom, but that's like my whole mom side of the family. They just all smoke lots of weed. <laughs> Lady Blunt. The Lady Blunt is a Stradivarius violin made in 1721 by renowned mm. Italian, by just renowned Italian. Oh, renowned Italian luthier Antonio Stradivari. Oh, so it's like literally, it was literally made. Old. It was made by. It was made by him. So it is named after one of its first known owners, Lady Anne Blunt, the British co-founder of the Crabbit Arabian Stud. I don't know what that is, but, oh, it's a horse. It's a horse farm. Oh, so the- So the strings are made from the horse? Or maybe the bow? May, I mean, possibly. But yeah, so the violin was made by Antonio Stradivari, and it's a Stradivarius violin, so it's like he did it. And then mm. it was named after Lady Anne Blunt, first lady who owned it, and she owned a horse farm. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, that is really cool. That's kind of fun. $15.9 million. I wonder how much it's worth now. Interesting. I know, I know. Um, the Lady Blunt is one of the two best preserved Stradivarius violins in existence. It has survived like the Messiah Stradivarius of 1716 in near original condition, since it has resided mostly in the hands of collectors and has seen little use. Hmm. Wow. So he made it himself, Mr. Stradivarius. And it just, it is a collector's item made by him. I like that. That's really interesting. But it makes sense if you're like, wow, this is the type of violin made by the dude who it's named after. Wow. 
That's pretty cool. I know. I know. That's a lot of money, though. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. That's like 15.9 million is like inconceivable to my brain. And like anyone who can afford that at an auction, that is like that is like play money. That is like nonsense money. Yeah, I can't even picture that either. No, try to picture yourself being in a room with 15.9 million. Nope, can't do it. I'm, I'm, it's probably like I picture myself in a tiny room and I've made like a little fort out of like the stacks of bills. Ooh, yes. That's how that's how I picture it. It's like a little, it's like a little cozy <laughs> hovel. But anyways, <laughs> so, so your next fact. My next fact yes. is a fun one. So apparently, according to insounder.org, termites in sounders termites consume wood twice as fast if you play them some heavy metal oh yeah the metallica ride the lightning these little termites go into fucking <laughs> maximum <laughs> maximum overdrive that's so fun i have a lot of questions about this one one how did they figure this out yeah was it sort of like that? yeah was it sort of like the plant where they like did a whole study and two why did they pick termites and does this apply to other insects who or, or you know. know other animals like do beavers like you know chop wood twice as fast but it's not heavy metal i can just imagine you like know? some metalhead was like out on his back porch like listening to anthrax and ghost and then all of a sudden his deck fucking disappeared from underneath him yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly like i just i just think that's really interesting and that sort of like begs the question of like things like this it's like why why was this a study did the scientists get bored it's really cool that we know that mm -hmm. but like what made them what made them do that or was it like an accident yeah. but i think that's still that's still really cool that like you put on some metal and these termites are like like it's literally like me working out where i'm like i put on some metal and i'm like i can do anything and so you put on these the the, the termites are like let's go and then just destroys this tree <laughs> for some reason my first thought is like when i was a kid i was obsessed with um Oh, what is that band called? Um, Describe they, them. They're like metal. One of the songs that they do is um, Fury of the Storm. Dragon Force, Through the Fire and Flames. Thank you. Yes. 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 I picture that, like the guitar in the beginning. And like... Yeah. All of a sudden, so like it's it's like Back to the Future when the DeLorean takes off. There's just like little streaks of fire behind them. Mm -hmm. That's really really cool, though. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So, what is your next fact? My next fact is that let me pick. Let me pick a good one. I'm just I'm just scoping around. All right, let's do this. Speaking of metal, uh, the death metal band Hatebeak has an exceptional vocalist named Waldo. Where's Waldo in Hatebeak? And so, what's so what's so weird about Waldo is that Waldo's a parrot. He's a, he's an African gray parrot. Like the singer is not a human, he's a parrot. Yes. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of fun. I know, right? It's like it's like having a dog as a mare. It's like you're like, wow, that's cool. 
I like that. Yeah. Does Waldo say words, like cohesive sentences, or does Waldo kind of like squawk and that's it? He makes a lot of sounds and he like does some phrases. I listened to a Hate Beak song right before this, just in in prep. But I just think that's so interesting that they're like, we are Hate Beak. And it's just like they bring out a little cage and they just set it down on a a table. And then just they take the sheet off and it's just a bird. <laughs> I keep not to keep referencing Jimmy Neutron, but it just makes me think of their teacher, Miss Fowl, who goes, James <laughs> Isaac Neutron, <laughs> Carl. Exactly. She's like, Shane, stop talking about Ultra Lord. <laughs> That's who I'm picturing. This, That's yeah. what I'm picturing the lead singer of this band oh, to sound oh. like. Another music fact there is a band themed after Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. No way. Yes, there is. All the band members dress dress up like Ned Flanders, and they're called Oakley Dokley. Is he the one with the mustache and the green sweater? Yes. He'd be like, hi, dilly ho, neighborinos. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. They're called the Oakley Dokleys. They are the Ned Flanders band. They have songs like uh, Godspeed, Little Doodle, White Wine Spritzer, Ren Education. And then Flander Doodles, like they're they're so fun. They're so fun. They're so fun. There's a the the band members are so <laughs> they're all named Ned, but there's Head Ned who does vocals. There's Stead Ned who does guitar. There's Thread Ned who does does bass. Red Ned who does synthesizer, and then Bled Ned who does drums. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. incredible. They are. They're 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 the best nettle band around. <laughs> so I just I just thought that I'd, I'd I'd sprinkle that on top of uh of hate beak. That was so really Oakley good. Oakley into hate beak. Oakley Dokley. All right, what's the next one? What you got? All right, and the next one we're going back to uh, sciency. Science, yes. Yes. Research suggests that at least fifty five. Oh, actually, before I go before I go into this, Jonathan, I want to ask you. Yes. When you listen to music. Not all music, but like very specific, very specific songs. Do you get like almost like a chill sensation up your spine? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Research suggests at least 55% of people experience pleasurable chills while listening to music that they enjoy. Really? Only half? I guess so. Yeah. I thought this was a phenomenon that everybody experiences. Like, right, like when you get to like your favorite part and it just hits, yes. you know? Mm-hmm. I used to experience it so much in high school when I was in choir. Singing with a group of people is so chill-inducing and like so oh, pleasure-inducing. I used to get chills all the time in the, in the middle of choir practice. And I thought it was just something that everybody got. And I remember talking about it like, I don't even remember when, like ages ago. And people are like, yeah, I've never like gotten chills while listening to music. And I'm like, huh? What? Yeah, like really? How? Like what? It happens to me a lot because I've mentioned it before on the podcast is that like I really like choir music, yes. especially like especially like the all male choirs just because it's like less common, you know, like when you think of like female choir, it's like a lot of like 
for me, my brain immediately goes to like gospel music, right. sort of like the muses from the from Hercules. But like when it comes to like all male choir, and it's like super like deep, deep and rich and bassy, sort of like the intro for Skyrim and like the dwarves from from Lord of the Rings. Is that like? Or, or pirate shanties. I have a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Is that just like the way that their voices resonate together? It's happening to me right now. Just like thinking about the songs. And it's like, it's so, uh, I'm like, but the fact that people just don't get that, that's, that's, that blows my mind. Yeah. It's super trippy. Mm. Oh, I know. That, speaking of the muses from Hercules, that just reminded me, I started watching um, Fiona and Cake. With my friend, I did, and we were looking up. We watched it at his house the other day, and he was like, "Oh, the voice of Cake sounds so familiar." So he like looked it up, and it's Bobby. It's Bobby the whale, but I also didn't realize that whale. she was one of the muses in Hercules. She was the um the short like deep voiced one. Oh my god! I know, I was right? Like, we were fangirling for a minute. We're like, "Oh my god, it's Bobby!" Oh my god, it's her! And it's, it's, yeah. I don't remember what her name is in Hercules, but. Anyways, that's my that's my nerd corner for the day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, a little fun fact is that thanks to Flapjack, we have a lot of the same. We have a, like a lot of the great shows on Cartoon Network that we have today. Like Pendleton Ward made Adventure Time. Um, what's his name? Who made regular show? JG oh. Quintel. JG Quintel, yeah, and that spiraled off to like Craig of the Creek, OKKO. Like you can literally look at the tree of how Flapjack started and branched off like all of these different shows, you know? Damn. And it just like trickled off. It's so awesome. But then also another fun uh, science fact that I experience on the daily that I didn't know that not everyone had, and I learned it from Hank Green, is that there's a thing called uh, sun sneezers. And so, Sam, like, I don't if you've ever in, uh, encountered this is that like if it's like really sunny out does like the sun being in your eyes make you sneeze no for me it does no way so it's it's like a little misfire in the synapses of your brain it's kind of like two wires getting crossed is that like when it's like way too bright or like the sun gets in my eyes way too much it makes me sneeze that's so interesting like, i know once or i know twice or just unlimited amount of times Oh, no, no, it's not like constantly. It's not like until I get to the shade, I stop sneezing like okay. some sort of congested vampire. No, it's like it's like if the sun gets in my eyes and I'm like, oh, it'll make me sneeze once like pretty hard and then I'll just be like normal. Oh, I but, see. Yeah, like, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like a weird, interesting thing that I have. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that that's pretty cool. But um, – coming into hey that's weird why does that why is that like that uh, my next fact is that <laughs> i think it was just an isolated incident but the, the the name of it was britney spears songs scare off pirates hmm. i was just talking about shanties yeah so the british navy apparently wants to use britney spears songs to scare off pirates like not like our pirates of the caribbean like as johnny depp isn't just wandering around it's like the somali pirates he's like ah toxic so, by britney spears my eyes <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like and they're like we got to get out of here <laughs> i gotta get out of here <laughs> it's gonna be me oh no that's uh, is that is that Brittany? that is Brittany? I think yeah. Oh yeah, they're like, oh no, she's here. But uh, the thing is, Somali pirates are known to dislike Western culture, including pop music. So British naval officers came up with the idea to play songs like "Oops, I Did It Again" and "Hit Me Baby One More Time" to scare away Somali pirates off of Africa's eastern coast. Damn. 
I know. So just like, I just imagine they have like on the TV, like on their little TV where with their megaphone, there's just like Britney Spears with the snake. And then these Somali pirates are like, oh, <laughs> like, I, I don't know if you've ever seen Akira, but they're like, <laughs> they're playing Britney Spears and they're like, ah, in their ears. <laughs> I picture like Michael Scott, like plugging in the boom box in that one episode, holding it up. And it's like, it's Britney, bitch. <laughs> Every, yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. You're thinking like he plays everybody dance now, like over the boom box but then when he like he r- rolls up in his car oh, with his sunglasses on yeah he rolls up and he's like it's Britney, it's Britney bitch, bitch. <laughs> yes. that's what it is I see I can picture him he's like holding up and he's like everybody dance now with his fucking boombox yes oh my god that's hilarious so, so if you're ever if you're ever off of the eastern coast of Africa put on put on some Brit Brit she's she scares she scares the bad guys away <laughs> oh man you will be the captain now Yes. <laughs> uh, so what is yours? Next one. My next fact is, take a guess at who the best-selling artist in the world is. It is. Uh, without looking, because I looked at it earlier, but I already forgot. My brain's like an Etch-A-Sketch that you shake every day. Uh, <laughs> best-selling artist of all time is Madonna. No. Don't tell me yet. Hold on best-selling artist ever is Mozart. Was I right? No. Listeners, oh, no. are you guessing? Three, uh, two. We'll give you... Huh? Oh, did you say, I was going to say, we'll give you five seconds. Oh, yeah. Five, four... Three, two, three, two one. one. Elvis is still the best-selling Elvis. artist in the world. Yep. Really? Yeah. My, my big mom used to love Elvis. Yeah. With over one billion sales worldwide, the, quote, king is still the best-selling solo artist in the world. Oh, Elvis, Mr. Presley. I actually am going to get canceled for this. I don't like Elvis. I've never liked Elvis. I think his music is okay and his voice is a little bit overrated. So, sorry, John. (laughs) Sam, I'm so disappointed in you. I'm sorry. Oh, how It's me. Without you. Without you. What is a tip of a drink? Shit. No. <laughs> no, I see. I, you know, color me biased, but I like Elvis because I listened to it growing up. Mm. Like, you know, when you picture like Blue Christmas, yeah, like Blue Christmas, like that's Elvis, Jailhouse Rock, Hound Dog. It's not, it's not my favorite. Uh, what's that one? What's my favorite one of Elvis's songs? Um, I can't fuck. help falling in love. That's a good yes. one. Yes. How did you know that? I don't know. I just was feeling it. Have you been reading my diary? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I would no, like yeah, to. So like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's 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 one of those ones from like 2001. It's like fuzzy pink and it has like the lock on the side. I love those i used to have the one i'm pretty sure i had the one with the where the lock was like voice activated so you have to be like you have to like say something in your voice and then it opens yeah my sister had my sister had a hannah montana one that had like a keypad Mm -hmm. yeah 
I don't have a, I don't have a diary actually. So my secrets, my secrets are my own. I'm, I'm an international man of mystery, but I, I love Elvis though. I have one of his records downstairs that I got from my store, but I like him. He's, he's good. I'm not going to be like, Oh my God, Elvis is my favorite, but I like him. Mm-hmm. But did you know that Elvis in his past after, well, before becoming the King, uh, he was a truck driver. I did not know that. And Elvis is a natural blonde. No way. I cannot picture him as a blonde. I know. Not at all. So uh, I saw the fact, you know, he he's a natural blonde. He started dyeing his hair like jet black at like 15. But yeah, the, the, the king has light roots. That's cool. Yes, yes. And just on the topic of artists with their previous jobs or things that they like to do that you might not know we'll do a little we'll do a little uh, little round table it's it's sort of like i'm like on a rolodex and i'm flipping down the cards with that's a very old-fashioned sentence zoomers a rolodex was a thing that old people used to have to keep all of their addresses and numbers for people there's like a little um, crank on the side and you'd spin it they used to have them in cop cars and shit fun so yeah it's like a rolodex but so uh sting used to be an English teacher. Hmm. Madonna used to be, uh, she used to work at Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, no way. Yeah, Madonna with like the triangle, like conical bra thing. Yeah. Like, do you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, the, like what, um, what Max and Danny's mom was wearing in Hocus Pocus. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, because um, Halloween's just around the corner. True. Johnny Cash deciphering encrypted codes in the military. Damn, Johnny oh, Cash. Oh, that's cool. Axl Rose received $8 an hour to smoke cigarettes as part of an experiment at UCLA. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, also, Axl Rose is an anagram for oral sex. No way. Just, yeah, you can literally spell it out with all the letters. Interesting. I like, I'm like watching you do it. <laughs> no, I was trying. Wait, is Axel Rose a person or a band? Axel Rose is a person. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, David Lovering, uh, the drummer of the Pixies, was a professional magician. Hmm. And then Mick Jagger is an extremely skilled ballet dancer, and he's taken lessons for years. Aww. He's 79 now. I got them I think moves he, like Jagger. I got them I think moves he, like Jagger. Yeah, apparently the moves like Jagger is Swan Lake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Who, who, who knew? I think he just got married recently and had a child. At 79? Yes, legitimately at like 79. Like up there with, uh, what's his name? Scarface? Al Pacino? Like no. up there with Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Like they are like old men who have kids. That makes me a little uncomfortable, but anyways. Yeah, anyways, that's, they're, they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, they're doing it, yeah. But uh, my next fact also ties into uh, artists doing stuff, like d- doing different things. Dexter Holland, the lead singer of The Offspring, is a doctor of molecular biology. Hey! While Brian May, guitarist of Queen, boasts a doctorate in astrophysics. Oh, that's so cool. I know, and Samantha Dupuy is a scientist in that field that you said earlier that I can't remember. I I have a bachelor's degree in biology, the concentration in histology and imaging of astrophysics. That still counts. Forosis. That'll be 
That'll be on our on our IMDb bios someday. <laughs> Science is rad, man. Women in STEM. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah, fucking women in science. Yeah. We need more of you. Come mm-hmm. on. Okay, your next fact. My next fact. Let's see which one. Do oh, thank I you for want? turning that red. Of course, I'm turning these red, listeners, so I don't get confused. Um, my next fact is another science one because I just love the sciencey ones. We so, love science. We love science over here. Base over fundo loves science. A recent study further examined. Uh, a phenomenon to see how music activates the brain's pleasure and reward centers, which raises the questions of music roles in human evolution, which is super cool. But like we mentioned earlier, like with the pleasurable chills and reducing stress and symptoms of pain, you know, helping your brain feel good and better or whatever. Mm -hmm. This this study based in France looked at how music activates the brain's pleasure system. And so did they do like a scan of the brain before and after? So like what was like highlighted? Yeah. So what they did was they oh, used cool. HD EEG, which is when they put like all the little sticky things on your head. Like, Do they have to shave you? Oh, that I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh. But basically, so they place electrodes on a large area of participant scalps to scan mm. and measure electrical activity in the brain once hooked up each participant listened to five chill inducing musical experts uh, excerpts sorry five Mm -hmm. chill inducing musical excerpts they had provided as well as three additional neutral excerpts selected by researchers Mm. and were asked to report their emotional pleasure they did this by continuously pressing one of four buttons corresponding with the intensity of the experience neutral low pleasure high pleasure chills so yes. a quote chill event was defined as high emotional pleasure in combination with a physical sensation of goosebumps, tingling sensations, hair standing on end, or shivers down the spine. Like how we were saying earlier. Yeah. So this is like oh. they like actually did a study to see how it affects your brain. I'm so interested in what the I mean, not that I would know how to read it, but about what the scan the EEG scan would look like, like how right. it would compare to somebody who wasn't listening to chill inducing music. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, based on uh, our, our point from earlier, only half of the people got a chill event because 55% of people experienced that. Yeah. Which We're is tying crazy. It back. Yeah. Tying it back. Yeah. Like I, I, I always love those. Cause it's like you, you typically see those, those brain scans for people like they, I don't know. I don't know if they put them through. What is that machine? Like where like you're laying on the, on the, on the, like the table and MRI? it goes through the, the donut. Is that an MRI? MRI. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just makes me think of the MRIs like, and how you can see people with like how anxiety affects your brain, how depression and like all these things like change the chemicals in your brain. Like which so, parts light up for where? Yeah, exactly. Like for me, you put on the tailspin or like Darkwing Duck theme and all of a sudden it's like fireworks up in my dome, man. <laughs> like, like you should see me listening to the tailspin theme. It's like the, oh, 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 oh. and then the fucking bongos. I am like a child. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. So crazy things going on with our biology. But, uh, so the (laughs) kind of like biology the less favored people like me who don't grow facial hair uh you know the band zz top Mm -hmm. you know the two men with the spinny guitars 
How they look like the dudes from Duck Dynasty? Yes. One of the members of the of the band, uh, the only player who does not show off his beard in the band ZZ Top. Do you know what his name is? Don't even look at it. I don't know. John. His name's Frank. His name's Frank Beard. <laughs> Frank Beard, and he's the only one that doesn't show off his beard. Yeah, exactly. I just, I just, I found that, and I thought that was super silly. So I'm like, for a band that is known by beards. He does not have a beard. That's hilarious. And that's his name. I love that. I just, I just thought that was really silly. So your next one. We have quite a few here. We do. My next one is one that you actually put on the list. That's really interesting. Number 16. Music, along with painting, poetry, literature, and architecture, was an Olympic event from 1912 until 1948. I saw that and I could not not double negative i I couldn't not put that on the list just because i thought that that was really interesting is that you're flexing your mind your your dome piece muscle just as much as some people are flexing their bodily muscles like you know their their bias tries legs i don't know any of those other ones i'm i am i am i am not a gym rat but yeah some dudes are like doing like the what is that one where it's like you have like the little like the little like cannonball and you throw it the shot put shot put mm-hmm. doing, yeah shot put discus javelin long jump and these dudes are like mm, yes cool here's my poem about a summer's day <laughs> yeah, i have a lyric like- for you all yeah exactly it, like people are like losing their minds for like usain bolt meanwhile there's like like people are just like yeah oh my god i love this Really How cool can I compare thee to a summer's day? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like doing a landscape of the Olympic flame. And they're like, oh my God. It's like, it's alive. You win a gold. Yes. I think that's really I, interesting, actually, that they sort of combined this like competitive aspect of art in the arts right. with this competitive sporting event that's really, you know spectacular it's two sides to the same coin like mental and physical like i wonder why they took it out like what was it just was it like just not drawing a crowd did people want to like i don't know if you've seen like the people in the scottish highlands like doing their thing where they like pick up a log and they like throw it really far or like the strongman competitions where they like pick up like stones of increasing heaviness Mm -hmm. people like want to go see people do that where they're like yeah man i love i love literature and like i like this dude chiseling this man with his butt out in marble (laughs) but i'm gonna go watch these dudes beat each other up real good yeah i wonder it kind of ran for a long time though 1912 until 1948 i feel like that's a decent amount of olympics that is yeah i'm trying to do math right now that's 36 years right yeah 48 minus 12 yes yeah that's a long that's really, time huh yeah that's like i say yeah like, like why why take it out i think it should be put back in put it back in there you took it out get it back in there so my next fact is that the world's longest running performance will end in the 27th century that's a pretty long song what? when did it start you may be asking yourself well i will tell you please settle down uh a 639 year performance based on eccentric 
composer John Cage's As Slow As Possible, ASLSP, started in September of 2001 and is still playing at St. Bucard Church in Germany. Hmm. The performance by an automated organ plays so slowly that visitors have to wait months for a chord change and is scheduled to end in the year 2640. Ooh. Like... Many years, like I said earlier, 639. The performance is so slow that the organist played on what's not even completed before the concert began. So, like, it started and they weren't even done making the organ because they're like, oh, we don't, they were probably like, we don't need to put those pipes into earlier. Like, they'll get to this chord in 15 years from now. (laughs) That's so interesting. (laughs) I wonder what the tempo is of the song. If it's uh, that I, slow, then it takes 639 years and sometimes months for one chord to change. The tempo must be like two or something. Yeah, two. Yeah, two. <laughs> it's like, a, oh God, it's it's like the Waz from fucking uh, Apple. Like his employee number is one. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, that's crazy. Like as slow as possible. Like I wonder what even the tempo for that is. As slow as possible song length there we go as slow as possible jesus all right uh a performance of the piano version usually lasts 20 to 70 minutes oh geez yeah for that one song so for that to be drawn out that much oh my god damn yeah that's 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 nuts that is kooky, but also We only cool. got a couple. Yeah, exactly. We only got a couple of more here, folks. So strap in. We are in the home stretch. Sam, next fact. The next fact is the most profitable song of all time is one that you probably sing multiple times a year. It is Happy Birthday. Happy Birthday. Happy Birthday. Needless to, to say. You. Thank you. Happy Birthday is one of the most popular melodies of all time and the most recognized song in the English language. But did you know that the song brings a bunch of royalties? Over the years, the ownership of Happy Birthday has been changing, but a huge amount of royalties went to Warner Chapel Music. The song brings an estimated... The song brings an estimated $2 million. <laughs> we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep that one in. I like, okay. I like that. The song brings an estimated $2 million a year, but Warner Chapel is no longer allowed to collect the royalties. Interesting. The happy birthday oh. is now officially in the public domain, which means that no exclusive intellectual property rights apply. I wonder why they're not wow. allowed to collect royalties anymore. Maybe they have too many? Uh, yeah, maybe eat it's just too profitable. Too, yeah, eat the rich. It's too profitable. Yeah, like I wonder because like when was when was Happy Birthday made? So Happy Birthday song origin. You'd think that we would have looked this up beforehand, but sometimes things just slip through our fingers here, folks, mm-hmm. at the Beso Profundo offices. Yeah. So Happy Birthday. I don't know. I'm still talking like this. Happy Birthday. Sound like a New Yorker. Sound like a New York. The song Happy Birthday originated from... I'm going to stop doing that. I sound like what's-his-name from The Sopranos. Uh, The song's melody originated from a school teacher's greeting song titled Good Morning to All, composed by American sisters Mildred and Batty Hill in 1893. (laughs) In 1893. So... 
uh, although its accreditation has been questioned, the first time the combination of Happy Birthday to You lyrics and melody appeared was in 1912. Interesting. That's actually a lot sooner than I would have imagined. See, for me, it's 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 earlier. Like, I don't know. I don't know why. It just, it feels like it's old, but it's like not turn of the century old, like older than bread. True. Yeah. I don't know. I guess for me, it's because it's just such a, like, everybody knows happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's like a crazy concept for me to think that, like, there was a time when people just didn't sing happy birthday because the song didn't exist exactly like it's been going on for like more than a hundred years so it's like what did you do before then like everyone gathered around the cake and they were quiet just like intently staring <laughs> at, the, at the birthday person mm-hmm. like blow out your candles Gruntilda <laughs> it's your year of birth another cycle around the sun and this what kid is having a <laughs> yeah like the, the fucking grim reaper shows up basically <laughs> Another trip around the sun. <laughs> uh, staring into the abyss. Oh my god. Oh man. That's that was called horrifying. inward singing, folks. Yeah, we were in we were inward singing. Go check out our Tenacious D episode. Yes. And you'll learn more about inward singing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was scary. I don't like that. <laughs> nothing nothing happened before happy birthday. We didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about that. Me too. But speaking of things going on for a long time, the longest song title ever is Hoagie Carmichael's 1943. And here's the title of the song. Mm. I'm a cranky old yank and a clanky old tank on streets of Yokohama with my Honolulu mama doing those beat-o, beat-o, flat on my C-O, Hirohito blues. Dang. That That's the whole title. <laughs> That's a novel. That's mm-hmm. what that is. It's a mouthful. I know, but it's, but you, okay, you have to like say it with a transatlantic accent. I'm a cranky old yank and a clanky old tank in the streets of Yokohama, Honolulu mama, beato, beato, flato maicito, hirohito blues. I like that. I think that's really cool. I don't have any other facts other, I don't have anything cool that goes along with that. I just thought that sounded really funny. I like it. I like it too, but that's all of our facts. Yeah, we did it. The well's dried up. We did it. I feel so oh, much well. smarter now. I know. We talked a lot about science mm-hmm. and like biology, and we talked about Magic the Gathering a lot. <laughs> we did. Jimmy that was mainly me. I, was, I know. I was just shouting facts at you. <laughs> like, now I want to play Pokemon, but I, not I the card game. I'm going to play it I on my know. Switch. I, I, I've been playing a lot of Scarlet. Yeah, I bought Scarlet instead of uh, Violet. Sue me. I like oh. the. I know controversial take, but I like the Paradox Pokemon more than the future ones. What's a Paradox or, uh, maybe, Pokemon? That it's okay. There's like this whole. Oh, Sam! Now you got me started. Sorry. Now, it's okay. It's it's like every Pokemon game has to have its gimmick. So it's like Scarlet Violet is like past and future. The paradox Pokemon are like, Oh, if you're playing Scarlet, then the Pokemon come from the ancient past or like, there's like, uh, what is it? Like Suicune and Reku and Dawn fan. And then you have like the future paradox Pokemon that are like, uh, what the fuck is the one 
he's like the little one. He's like the little penguin with the bag. I can't remember. He's like the little Santa Pokemon. Shit. But yeah, some of them come from like the past and future, mm. and it's like their thing. They also have the like Terra. Oh, no. no, like in Pol- I think Empoleon's. No, no, no. Oh no, the penguin Pokemon. No, it's um. I have to look this up because it'll live in my brain for a long time. Uh, Santa. I that was my choice for um, that generation Pokemon. Oh, no, no, my first. Actually, Pepmop was my number two because mm-hmm. I got Diamond and Pearl, so I chose Infernape and then I chose Empoleon. But the mm-hmm. Santa Claus Pokemon is. Well, I'm looking at his picture. Oh my god! I can see Delibird. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah, he has like a little bag. He has like a like a white Aww, body with like a, a white face. Aww. Yeah, he's got he's got a little bag. He's got a little bag. I love him. He's not my favorite Pokemon. My favorite Pokemon in no particular order are Arcanine, Scizor, uh, Arcanine, Scizor, Camerupt. I also really like uh, Sceptile. Mm, so, I don't know any yeah. of these Pokemon. I am. A fake fan, apparently. I, I am a Pokemon fiend. I can name them pretty well up until like Gen Eight. I was also a particular type of mentally ill, where in like the GBA Game Boy versions, I could identify Pokemon based on the sound that they made. Like oh, that's so when, cute! Yeah, it is. It's cute if you look at it that way. It's, <laughs> it's also weird. <laughs> no. Nah, it's all right, but that's just me. But that's all we have for today. We've 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 brought you in and out of nerd corner. Like we've we've put you in the corner and just read crazy things at you. And we've talked about music and science. Yeah. So I hope you had fun. We hope you had fun. Yes, but this is not the only place that you can find us wherever you're listening to us, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of that cool stuff. Sam, where else can you find us? You can find us on Instagram at Podcast. Also on Twitter or X uh, at BasoProfundo underscore and then wherever podcasts are found. Yes, and make sure that you give us a five-star rating if you enjoy this podcast on Spotify and Apple Music. Give us a thumbs up. Give yeah, us a like follow, tell your friends. It really helps us out. Please, please do. That is like the best thing that you can do for us other than just watching the podcast. Throw some stuff around. Like, you know, tell us what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Tell your friends to check us out. We love to interact with them. We love our audience and we love everything about you. Mm-hmm. So please check us out. That would be amazing. Yes. But that is all for us today. So we will check you later. All right. Thank you for listening. See you. you. Later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.